Welcome to Building Worthiness. My name is Mia, or officially Dr. Mary Patricia Quinn-Livin, and this podcast is all about discovering how truly worthy we all are. I'll be using my journey as an example, but it's very much a shared journey of building worthiness, because ultimately we're all having to face the same fears, vulnerabilities on our journey home. Today's podcast describes my first experience of opening into divine love. It was a profoundly beautiful and moving experience and it's very much about building worthiness and that's because all of us are already that. So even though in this experience it may appear that we are all different and we do all have our individual expression of consciousness, the truth of what we are inside is that same divine loving beingness. So as you hear the sharing of my experience, it will be true for you. There will be an awakening of that same divine essence that we all are already. So not only are we entirely worthy of divine love, we are it, we are already resting there. It's just that most of the time we've got a few layers over the surface so it's a bit hard to access. All of you listening to this podcast are on a journey of awakening and you are wanting to find your way home. You're wanting to live from that love, to give that love, to share it, to be it. And there will already have been many moments in your lives where you have accessed and opened into that divine essence. It may have been moments in nature, watching a sunset, sitting on the earth, or perhaps moments with a loved one, feeling open in the heart. And the more we work on presence and just compassionately and gently facing ourselves, the more that's going to open up. This is a rewrite of an old podcast and when I originally did the recording of Opening Into Love, it was very soon after it had happened and subsequently you'll notice when you hear it, I'm really sort of teary and shaky and my body was shaking when I was doing the podcast. It takes a while to integrate an experience like that and I really hadn't by the time I did that podcast and it is, it, it was such a profound shift and the love that I was experiencing was so profound. It did all sort of calm down and unwind. It's not that I'm not aware, it took me a few years after that really to be aware of it in a more continuous way, but it also it lessened, it became less intense, less profound. But that's why when you hear this, I'm really wobbly and shaky and teary because I was still integrating that experience. And just recently I've been listening to a few near-death experiences on a podcast And I've noticed that when people come back from a near-death experience and it's been the same meeting of that 
divine essence that we are, the same meeting of God, of spirit, that they too (laughs) are wobbly and shaky and teary when they're describing it because it's so profound, it's so beautiful. It's almost intolerably beautiful or overwhelmingly beautiful, you could say, and that's because I was aware in me of what was happening was I was experiencing this divine love that was within me and all around me, but there was a big part of me that still didn't believe I was worthy of it. And so my whole body was shaking. And and I think that's part of the whole integration process and why it took a few years really before I was more comfortable with that experience of divine love within. And I'm still growing. I'm still, it's a deepening into oneness at this moment, but there's still a journey to go, that's for sure. And a big part of the integration or the ultimate acceptance of this love and the ability to sit more comfortably in it is a building of worthiness. It's a growing sense of, oh, I'm okay. doesn't matter what I'm doing, even if I'm completely caught in my head or I'm caught in resistance or because I'm scared and vulnerable of the ongoing journey, I might even be projecting some grumpiness on my hubby or my kids. Or And even in that, I know that there's this permanent, ongoing, gentle, ordinary, sublime love that's just there, this divine essence. And the more I become aware of that and how just how ordinary it is, just just how there's nothing I can do to change that. It's always going to be there. There's always going to be this divine love of God that's welcoming me home, no matter what I've done, no matter what I'm thinking. So I hope that you listening to this will start to recognize just how unconditionally loved you are. It doesn't matter what's going on in your head what's happening in your life. You are unconditionally loved. This is what you are. There is no separation between us and God. We are that same divine essence. So when you're listening, just let be whatever response you have. It may be that you feel moved by it. It may be that other emotions come up, maybe anger. I've noticed myself often when I'm listening to someone like Isaira and they're deeply immersed in love and if I happen to be in a state of feeling a little bit resistance or I might feel angry I might feel angry at being exposed to that love and really I know now what's going on underneath that is there's some sense in me that I'm not worthy and I'm scared and I'm resisting and so I just see that with compassion and just let it be even when we're grumpy we're okay So I'll hand you over to the original podcast now. It's so beautiful to be able to share this because what I really want to let you all know is how much we are loved. Love is what we are. We are held in that. We are safe in that. It's just that we have so many layers that kind of get in the way and... This journey is one of learning how to just keep letting go of those layers and just keep cracking open so we can experience what we truly are. So 
around six months after I'd been at Uluru with Isaira. She was having another retreat at Govinda Valley in Sydney. And I was both, I was really excited to go and, you know, my heart was aching to go, but there was also immense resistance. And it's like on this journey we well, for me, and I suspect for others, you know, there's a cracking open and then, and it's beautiful. And then the ego wants to pull you back in again. You go back out into the world and fear starts to set in and doubt and the layers start to come back on and we don't want to open and sit in that beautiful space. And although I did manage to maintain it between Uluru and Govinda, because I worked really hard at meditating every day and at just letting myself gently continue to open and stay there in that space. But even still, there was a sense of, yes, this is beautiful and I'm so looking forward to it, but immense resistance. I think my ego really knew that it was approaching, entering more deeply into the light. And that's, you know... The Course in Miracles describes this sense that all of us humans have, which is that we have a belief that we separated from God, which we never did, and that because of that we have a core guilt or a core sense of somehow we're going to be punished or not enough or not okay. And I really felt that. It's like I was entering, there was great vulnerability in it, like I was diving into something where possibly I could get punished, even though I know it is unconditionally loving. So in the weeks approaching that retreat, there was a lot of neck tension and, and not sleeping brilliantly at night and, and a kind of a shakiness in the body. But we went to Sydney, my husband and I, and it was beautiful to see Isaira again, of course, and probably for the first 24 hours, even though I could feel her from, from the beginning of the retreat, I could feel Isaira as light. She sits just as light as Isaira is awareness having to work at being in the body. The rest of us are in a body having to work at being in awareness. And, and that's how I feel her, you know, just that beautiful unconditional light, light floating in light, which is really what we all are. And I could sense that at the beginning of the retreat, but I wasn't yet ready or willing to start to open up to that. But just through sitting with her and being in that beautiful space in nature, I could feel it coming and, and my body was equally resisting and I st because there was a lot of, yeah, that fear that I described that, that somehow I wouldn't be okay or I wouldn't measure up. or And I actually started to have all these very negative thoughts towards Osira. And, of course, I was a little concerned about that. And I put my hand up and I said to Osira, you know, I'm really having some pretty negative thoughts towards you. And she said, that's okay, that's normal. And she talked about the Buddha's murderous thoughts and that apparently before he became enlightened, he experienced murderous thoughts. 
which reassured me somewhat. So anyway, through the next few days, well, probably only took the first day, and by the second day, I was really, I remember sitting in a meditation with Osira, and I could feel this brightest light. I could feel her as that, just this shining light, and it felt quite overwhelming for me, and but also beautiful, and I'm even shaking just describing it now, you know, that this truth of what we are, it's so beautiful. But anyway, I was starting to have really negative thoughts as well as being aware of the light. So it's like two things going on. I was aware of this shining light and then my head was having really negative thoughts, like even murderous thoughts. I was having murderous thoughts about Syrah and she's so beautiful. I was having really jealous thoughts, like I could destroy her beauty or, you know, it was it was, wasn't pretty. It was like when the ego was facing what it thought was its annihilation, these very negative thoughts started to come. And so I just had to witness them. I knew not to get drawn in. And so I just let them be. It's a part of shifting the fear of not just my fear, but the fear of this universe really you know so I just observed I felt that light and and one thing I really noticed was that the light despite the thoughts that were going through my head it didn't dim in fact if anything it shone even more brightly even more gently and I was able to just sit and slowly enter into that beautiful space Sorry, it's just hard to describe, but it's very powerful. And I kind of remained a little bit like this for a few days. Like I was just, my whole body was shaking and and intermittently wanting to withdraw, but ever more deeply being able to just sit in that beautiful space of light that we are. But really, I know now, I experience now, that that space, it's just love. We have never separated from that. We are never going to be judged by that because we've always been that. So this love, this safety, this perfect light, and Osiris just sits there all the time. And it does get to... You know, I feel her as just resting. Of course, the miracles would say resting in God, and that's where she is. And it's such a beautiful space to be able to sit just in that space of light, knowing that everything that is happening around us is really a dream. Yes, it's our experience, and we need to learn to work with it with love and acceptance but really what we are is this space of light so the retreat was five days and 
I just ever more deeply was able to rest in that space of love. And I felt my whole vibration change. You know, there's such a difference when we're caught totally in our head and in the ways of the world. And then as we start to shift into this beautiful essence of life that we are, we lighten, everything lightens. And the whole vibration starts to shift. Being with Isaira literally is like, it's like plugging myself into God. And the thing is, in that space of awareness that really we all are, it's all one. So I know Isaira is always with me, as is Jesus. In fact, we are all, all one together. You know, this journey does involve a real willingness to be vulnerable, to be whatever it is that we are. Because this is us, you know, this we are. We might as well crack open. And as we do crack open, that creates the space for the love to come flooding in and flooding through. But we have to be prepared to keep going there, you know, the ego will want to resist. And I remember on that retreat, I like to exercise and I like to go for walks and there's such beautiful bush around that place, Govinda Valley. But I remember going this day on a walk and hearing Isaira, she communicates telepathically, saying, you know, slow down, allow time to be present. I was trying to perhaps escape a little And so I just went for a small walk and sat more still in the bush and felt the trees as the light and the earth as the light that she really is. And then came back to my room and sat on my bed and I remember just sitting with my whole body shaking, just experiencing that light. I feel so blessed to be starting to know what I truly am and to have had Isaira as a teacher. And you know, one thing I really knew was that as I was shifting into this space of greater awareness, I knew that it wasn't just me. I knew that I was shifting or helping to shift the fear of the world. It's like the more of us that can shift from fear towards love, just little bit by little bit in whatever way we can, that shifts the entire, how would I describe it, presence of this planet, of this universe. Yeah, and as I was leaving that retreat, there was a beautiful, I remember walking out with my husband, I had my backpack on and as I was leaving Govinda Valley, a beautiful monarch butterfly flew up to me and it flew all around me and I knew it was gratitude from, I don't know, the universe, just that I'd been prepared to sit there and face that space. So then 
when every time you, I go on a retreat with Isaira, as I said, it's like plugging myself into God. And for the first six weeks after returning, I was, you know, it was just easy to enter the light. And I felt myself buzzing, really. But gradually the world seeps back in and my ego seeps back in. And it was really hard, you know, I really had to work at, I meditate for an hour in the mornings and then usually a half an hour in the middle of the day and again before bed. And sometimes I really had to work at, at going to meditate and it's like that core sense of whatever it is in us humans, guilt or that we're not enough, that we're going to be judged. It says in The Course in Miracles that beautiful saying that we are more afraid of our light than our darkness and it's so true. So every time I was going to meditate there'd be this resistance coming up and at the same time this ache to sit in that love again. And I again got caught in sort of self-judgment or annoyance that you know it wasn't happening more quickly or that the resistance would come back and the ego would come back. And I remember I was going for a walk in the bush with my husband and I was in a very resistant state and a little bit annoyed with myself that I was in that state and presence. He said, just put your head against a tree. And so I did. I just went and rested my head against a tree and I felt the gentility of nature, of life. And the message was just gently, just accept this resistance. Let yourself move gently forward. It's okay. It's always okay to be having that fear, that resistance, that whatever it is that we're doing, just keep coming back to presence and let yourself go gently. So I just really want to let you all know how supported you are and held and safe and that it's so worth continuing to just step towards vulnerability, to work on all those layers of conditioning that we have gently, step by step. Because what slowly starts to happen is that love is revealed and we know ourselves to be that beautiful essence of love that we are. So I think that's enough for today. Thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure to be here. Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with friends and family. And I'd love you to check me out on my website, which is livingawarenesswa.com and also my Facebook and Instagram page, which is livingawarenesswa. And I also highly recommend Isaira and her website is isaira.com. Much love to you all.